Hello, welcome to the next episode of Relocast, podcast of the company Relocare. Today I have another guest here. I'm very pleased to welcome Edward Johnson, who is the chef from UK living in the Czech Republic for over a decade. Hello, Eddie. Hello. In this episode, we will discuss topics such as living in the Czech Republic without speaking the language, Brexit, and also being a chef in times of coronavirus. All right, let's start with the first question. So for how long have you been living in the Czech Republic, Eddie? I've been approximately here for about 11 years. Mm-hmm. And how do you find it? Uh, I love the Czech Republic. I love living in Prague. I love the uh, culture change compared to the UK. So yeah, it's uh, it's good. I really enjoy it. You mentioned culture change. What kind of a culture change? What was the major one that you experienced here? Well, I think for any like a foreigner, let's say, that's moved from their native country to uh, any other culture, obviously the changes are, are massive. Right now, I don't see them as much as what I used to would have seen them 11 years ago. But um, yeah, certain things like public transport, the way people are treating you and things like that, getting used to a different currency... And obviously the language barriers and stuff. Mm. But yeah, overall, the culture changes were quite significant. But over the years, have become very minute. Now I feel like the foreigner when I go back home, if that makes sense. Oh, that's very sad. <laughs> um, so, so with like foreigners coming here in the last couple of years, do you think that the Ch- it influenced the Czech Republic? It, like, has it changed in the last 10 years? Yeah, definitely. Like compared to when I first came here about uh, 10 years ago, there was a much smaller expat community from all over the world. Mm. And I'd say in the past five years, that has grew quite significantly to do with students, to do with people moving over for business reasons. So, I mean, back when I first come, uh, you couldn't even get cider in most bars. You could literally only get just beer. But now, even just little changes like that, I mean, obviously, Prague was still mostly English-speaking. You could go most places, but it was still, like, not heard of to go to the post office and speak English or to go to the dentist and so forth. And now, in the past, yeah, five years, you find all these things become incredibly easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you see this change in Czech people's behavior as well? Possibly, and I think that's a lot to do with the the age of people and the, the way that they grew up now with more foreigners and stuff surrounding them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know more, a lot of people that have been here even longer than me, and obviously our whole demeanor around, um, let's say, Czech individuals were that they had sort of a bad attitude towards us foreigners. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was because of the older generation and stuff that they went through during communism and so forth. So we were definitely seen as outsiders. And now it's it's completely different. With each generation, it gets more and more different, you know, more international, let's say. Mm-hmm. Do you speak Czech? Dobry uh, then. That's uh, unfortunately... I do not speak Czech, no. I mean, I, I can't hold a conversation, but I can go into a shop and get something. I can order in a restaurant. Um, I can make do with numbers. Mm-hmm. So I've been in many, many situations where my bad Czech, my English, plus obviously for some reason German always gets thrown in there. A lot of older Czech people seem to speak German. Um, I, I, I can get by, I can get by. Mm-hmm. It obviously becomes a lot different the further away from Prague you go to in the smaller villages. But again, long as you're polite and answer people correctly with a check, people are more accommodating. One of the worst things you can do as a foreigner is to just walk in and expect somebody to speak English. And I learned that very, very fast. It's better to always go in 
with a correct greeting such as Dobri then. All right. Um, would you say it's difficult to get around the Czech Republic without speaking the language? No, I, I believe it's not difficult to get around any country with, even without speaking the language. Long as you have some sort of knowledge of any sort of travel, you can pretty much get anywhere you want to get. Um, if you knew all the things about this country, you know, now and you could go back in time, would you still move here? Oh, yeah, I'd move here. I probably would have bought a lot more money, though, <laughs> because um, the property has gone skyrocketed in the past three or four years. So <laughs> might have been a bit more invested instead of the party lifestyle, let's say. Okay. Um, so what do you do? Tell us more about yourself. Well, actually, currently I am on lockdown, so I don't do very much. Oh, what did I do before the quarantine? <laughs> um, pretty, I was a chef. I've been a chef since I was 16 years old. When I come to this country, one of the biggest changes is it was incredibly hard to find a job in any sort of institution with any like good culinary places. Mm -hmm. So the easiest opportunity was the two or three Irish bars that were here was to go and work in them. Mm -hmm. But now even the Hilton hotels, a load of the restaurants, very, very famous, successful restaurants, a lot of their kitchens are done in English or in Czech and English, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm a chef. <laughs> that was a, a long explanation of my job. <laughs> Thank you for that. How did you find the, the first job? Did anybody help you at the beginning? No, my, I first landed in Prague. I had £10 in my pocket. And I li literally walked around and walked into every bar that looked like they may speak English. Mm -hmm. And trust me, a few of them did not, even though their name said um they did but yeah so walked in every bar and i basically just asked everyone i could okay all right do you think uh people sh can still get a job like this or yeah i believe anybody in any capital city one of the best ways to get a job is actually to get yourself out there especially in my industry mm -hmm. i mean you can all you should always bring a cv with you always be prepared to talk to a manager and so forth but in the industry especially if you aim for like hotels or restaurants it really sometimes is better just to get there and just hand your CV in personally because you might even get an interview that day. Okay, that's a good tip. Thank you for that. Um, so you mentioned you are a chef. Uh, do you see any differences between cooking in the UK and in the Czech Republic? Um, yeah, I would say like there is, of course, differences. in every, But that's not just the UK and Czech Republic. That varies restaurant to restaurant, really. Um, obviously, I had never worked in a bar until I came to the Czech Republic, so... I went from cooking nice food to flipping burgers for a while. Um, that was definitely a shock, but that wasn't to do with the Czech Republic. That was just to do with where I was able to find work. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I think the kitchens in generally, they're pretty much the same in both countries. Kitchens are kitchens, may I say. Is there anything you find like really strange about Czech food and cuisine? Um, it's very heavy. I mean, your food is completely stodgy and if it doesn't have a dumpling, is it really Czech food? Oh, speaking of dumplings, what's your favorite Czech food? Obviously dumplings. <laughs> With what sauce? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I suppose my favorite Czech dish or one of my favorite is the roast duck. Mm. Usually served with um, red or white cabbage and potato dumplings. Mm. Um, it's very heavy. Great hangover food, though. Very greasy. If you had to choose between Svíčkova and Rajska, which one would it be? Obviously Svíčkova, right? It's not so nice. Uh, do you have any favorite restaurant in Prague? Um, hmm, that's tricky. I, I, I go to, I like to try and experience many different restaurants. Mm. So, of course, I have a few that I do, like, go to, especially some Thai places and some Indians. But um, mainly my, my aspect is... I like to try new food, so I try not to visit too many restaurants that often, the same ones. 
But of course, you've got <coughs> promotion. You've got the Irish bars, which I heard do fantastic food. Yes. Any in particular you would recommend? Especially Caffrey's on the Old Town Square with a view of the astronomical clock. Just ask for Chef Eddie. You might even get yourself a 10% discount. We all need discounts in this corona time. Um, all right. Um, do you think the restaurant scene in the Czech Republic changed in the last 10 years? Yeah, massively. I mean, as I was just saying before, most of the kitchens when I first came, anywhere you could find work, they, they were pretty much just serving Czech food and um, things. Now a lot of the chefs that are Czech, they went away. They worked in places like Paris. They worked in places like London, New York. Mm-hmm. And they didn't stay there. They, they, they bought that change that they got inside with their cultures and their, their new experiences and bought them back home to Prague. Mm-hmm. Some of the best restaurants in, the, in Europe are in Prague. But if you meet most of their chefs, you can guarantee 99% of them have worked in much, much better prestigious restaurants mm-hmm. throughout the world. And then they bought that culture back with them. So the culinary culture in the Czech Republic in 10 years has just come on leaps and bounds. Where do you think it's headed? Is it going to be more healthy in the future or? Well, it's hard to tell, to be honest with you. I mean, the, the changes are constant. I mean, avocado was a big thing last year or the year before. <laughs> I think that's going out the window now. There's no single person on the planet Earth who doesn't have a picture of avocado toast on their Instagram, totally isn't it? <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything you really most miss about the UK? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I miss about the UK, of course, is the food and not just the food of the dishes but the produce that we have we have different types of produce mm-hmm. such as obviously we come from a place where it rains 365 days of the year <laughs> so we have very different vegetables even though they're the same they're still different we have a lot of different styles of meat um in the czech republic it was more so back in the day now it's a bit changed but it was just mostly pork 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 and chicken Back in the UK, you had a lot more beef and lamb and stuff like this. And of course, the biggest miss is fish and chips by the sea. Because having fish and chips in the city is one thing, but having fish and chips looking at the uh, sea is a complete different thing. Is there any type of food that uh, you cannot really purchase here in the Czech Republic? I mean, I'm not talking about the quality, but a specific specific type of food. Uh, no, the, obviously, again, but like, if you'd asked me that six years ago, I would have given you a list as long as my arm. But now you have every product that you could imagine. Even Tesco's in that sell products that they never sell six years ago. Mm-hmm. But there is also now a lot of wholesalers here. There is the British Food Company, there is the candy store. And if they don't have it, you can actually contact them and they will order it. They have Marks and Spencers, which do bacon and sausages. But honest, about six, seven years ago, you would have been hard pushed to get any of this type of product. But now with the market opening and more and more expats, foreigners, not just from the UK, from everywhere, you can get anything. You can go into Indian stores, Vietnamese stores, um, any of this and get any of the products, which really like 10 years ago, they just didn't exist here. Mm-hmm. So are you planning on growing old in here? Unfortunately, I, pl- I didn't plan on growing old anywhere, but yeah, it looks like that. Um, and if there, if, there was, um, if there was a chance to go back to the UK or that you would have to go back to the UK, what would you miss the most about this place? Um, obviously, I would probably just, I mean, I've been back to the UK many times and 
the UK, like I said in the beginning, is it feel like a bit of a foreigner because I've lived so long here in the Czech Republic and it's hard to pinpoint anything I would miss particular mm-hmm. apart from the lifestyle I have now in Prague mm-hmm. and my friends and so forth. So no, it's hard to say I would miss one thing about it. I guess if you're going to say anything, it's obviously going to be the beer. Obviously, the Czech famous beer. How do you find that? In most pubs. <laughs> do you like it though? guess you had to reword a question there um yeah um i obviously love czech beer yeah okay all right um so let's move from there to uh brexit what do you think about brexit are you are you pro or against it uh, I'm, de- uh, i'm definitely anti-brexit but at the same time i think brexit was a ridiculous retarded thing to do but that's my opinion mm-hmm. and i have that opinion as i live in prague and i like the freedom of travel But my second opinion that it's already been voted on and it's already been done. So I wish they would just hurry up and get it done because some of us that live abroad are in limbo sometimes mm-hmm. when we don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. So right now I would prefer, I don't want it to happen. I didn't want it to happen, but it has happened. Mm-hmm. I would prefer for them just to push things forward. Mm-hmm. Do you think that more countries will follow now? Um, actually, after this coronavirus, I have a feeling that more, more countries will follow. Okay, so what kind of steps did you uh, have you taken once Brexit was announced? Well, one of the first things uh, I was lucky, I already had my temporary residency, but because I'd been here for such a long time, I was actually eligible to get my uh, long-term residency. So that was one of the first steps I took, just to secure that if anything did happen drastic, that I was still able to stay here in the Czech Republic. And by long-term residency, you mean the permanent one? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean, yeah. Um, do you think the transition period will be postponed again? Um, well, according to the recent news from the UK, no, it will not be uh, postponed. Mm-hmm. Do you think if you haven't obtained this um, permanent residency, it would influence you uh, much more? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say it's um, a must-have. If you can get it, get it. And if you don't have any sort of um, thing here, because I had at least three or four years where I had not even registered at the foreign police because as an EU citizen, there was not really too much need, even if you're meant to. Mm, did it take long for you to obtain this permanent residency? No, it was actually quite a fast process. Okay, do you have any funny story or not so funny story that happened to you at the Ministry of Interior? Definitely went there and got wrong that I didn't speak Czech. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Yeah, um, it wasn't so funny. I was sort of just like, oh, okay. <laughs> What was really funny is that the guy spoke fluent English afterwards. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah they do that, don't they? <laughs> the foreigners first day in the Czech Republic and they expect him to speak as a, as a native. Yeah. Um, so what would you recommend to other Brits living in the Czech Republic? I mean, first and foremost, that uh, you get yourself registered here, like even if it is just to get the temporary one because you haven't been here long enough. Uh, just get yourself registered just because if anything happens, like such as this horrible virus that's going around now, you could leave the country and you could come back knowing that you have a re- residency here. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. Um, okay. We have last three questions, Eddie. Uh, what's the most odd thing you find about Czechs in the Czech Republic? What's the oddest thing I find about Czechs in the Czech Republic? Where to start? <laughs> That would be the funniest. So it's not just sandals in, or socks in sandals, Socks in sandals is definitely up there with them. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of oddities that I find funny in the Czech Republic. Mm. But what's 
yeah, they just become second nature to me and I forget to even look at them anymore. <laughs> I love the Czech's habit of drinking beer in the morning. Honest, I remember when I first come to this country and I was walking down to work at eight o'clock and you see all the builders standing there with a can of beer in their hand. I was like, wow, this is the country for me. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. All right, um, it's quite gloomy outside today. Uh, being British, is there a recipe how to make rain go away? Oh, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> Don't you miss the British rain, actually? It, it, sometimes I do, weirdly enough, you know, like some the British rain is actually sometimes quite nice. Mm -hmm. The problem is, as I said, we have it 365 days of the year and it's only nice for about five of them. All right. And that's it. Thank you so much, Eddie, for being here. No, thanks for having me here. <laughs> and if you have any questions or, or comments, just, just leave them in the comment section below all right and let's move to the second part now where we are actually going to talk more about this temporary residency all right now let's talk brexit the topic of brexit has been overshadowed by the current issue called coronavirus as we all know but we should not forget that the transition period of brexit is still finishing at the end of this year and that all British citizens who are living in the Czech Republic that will not have some type of a permit in this country by then will be considered illegal next year. If you are planning on keep living in the Czech Republic after the transition period, we fully recommend obtaining so-called temporary residence permit or permanent residency. The temporary residence permit is valid for 10 years once issued and it takes about two months to obtain it. Any British citizen can apply for this type of permit, no matter for how long has he left in the Czech Republic. One may also apply for the permanent residency after five years of living in the Czech Republic or two years if he is also a family member of Czech citizen or another EU citizen who also has a permanent residency in the Czech Republic. It takes about three to four months to obtain this and it is also valid for 10 years once issued. As for now, the Czech Ministry of Interior has not published an official information on how these permits will be treated next year. Um, the rumor has it that everybody will have to exchange it for a so-called biometrical card containing your picture and fingerprints. However, having these, one of these will guarantee that your stay in the Czech Republic will be legal. Anyone who does not have these permits, uh, or one of them at least, will have to get a permit uh, in the non-EU scheme next year, which are so-called long-term residence permits. There are various types. Uh, there is employee card for the purpose of employment, or then there is a residence permit for the purpose of family reunion. Uh, the process of obtaining these is very time-consuming and connected to quite a lot of administration. So that's why we recommend you to be prepared and apply for your residency as soon as possible. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for listening again. Uh, we will be happy to hear your feedback or any comments in the comment section or on our social media where we also post frequently about the current issue. So don't forget to give us a follow. Thank you, keep healthy and see you next time.